Welcome to my third episode of the International Running Enthusiast today with Sami Jibril. Um, and today we will talk about fear in running. Basically, yeah, what different, what sort of situations can arise in running in which you're fearful and our experiences with it and what sort of strategies you might come up with to encounter these moments. Yeah, so looking forward to this episode. As always, a short running update from my side. Same as yesterday, I'm still in Eton. Um, yesterday I did three times 4K, which was very hard because I was all alone on the track. It was quite long um, and yeah, with the altitude, you cannot really push that hard, but still you really, or I was really dead afterwards. But I got my first massage here, so that sort of saved me afterwards. And yeah, tomorrow I'll do a long run with Sami. Or, well, we will go together and then he will do 40k and I will do 30k. So that's it for my running update. Let's move to the short uh, intro questionnaire. So, hi Sami, first of all. <laughs> so let's start with some basic info about you. What's your name? Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Sami Jabril. And how old are you? I'm 29. Okay, and since when do you know me? Uh, I've just met you last week here at High Altitude Training Center in E10, Kenya. Okay, and yeah, that already solves the next question. How do we know each other? So we are in the same training center here. Um, so this interview, I forgot to say in the beginning, will be in English, right? Because you're not fluent in French or German or Dutch? Not quite. Okay, so we stick with English. Why do you speak this language? My home, my hometown is Toronto, Ontario, in Canada. Okay, that's obvious. <laughs> um, and then some questions on your running uh, background. Why do you run? I run because uh, I I love the sport and all aspects of it. Um, pushing your body, breaking your own limits, uh, doing things that may have seemed impossible. In, and and turning it into a normal routine. Um, I love the competitive nature of stepping onto the line and seeing how far you can go on a given day. Cool. So it's really a lot about improving yourself also and about the process of setting new goals and then seeing how much you can improve towards them. That is a tricky question, I think, um, just because when you start out, I've been running for about 14 years. And in high school, if you asked me why I ran, there probably wasn't much of a serious reason. Um, but the longer I committed to this, the, this sport, I just fell in love with what running has, has given me. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's 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 more simple and it's more clear why I run. It's basically to dream big, to aim high, to do the preparation, to give yourself a chance, and then uh, do your absolute very best. That sounds very motivating. <laughs> okay, and what are your favorite distances in running? Uh, any distance uh 5k and up um but at the moment half marathon and marathon is what i'm focusing on okay and what are your prs in those two distances uh 64 minutes for the half marathon and two hours and 22 minutes for the marathon okay cool 
And what's your next goal in running? Uh, my next goal is to uh, try to run a personal best in the half marathon at Copenhagen, September 15th. Ah, okay. I thought that was a marathon. Then I got that point wrong. My okay. second goal would be <laughs> uh, to run a PB in the marathon in my hometown in October, October okay. 20th. Okay, cool. So let's start with the main interview about fear in running. Let's try first to, I don't know, define what we understand under fear in running, like in what sort of situation does it arise or what, what comes to your mind if you think about fear in running? Uh, personally, I can only talk from my own personal experience. Um, you know, the fear of failing is a big one um, that I've dealt with in my early years of running. You know, I, I couldn't run a race without puking prior to to running just because I was full of anxiety and so much doubt mm -hmm. uh, in in what I'm about to do, even though uh, I don't know how fast mm -hmm. I could possibly run. Um, but the longer I, you know, about a decade has passed and I've gained a lot of experience and uh, it's not a huge factor of mine that I'm dealing with currently, but Uh, what got me through that state would be just thinking about what's important to me and really just letting go of anything that seems like a dis distraction towards my goal. Mm -hmm. And if you say you were very fearful of failure, did you really feel that you failed also or was it just the fear? Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, but I would say 99% of it was just fear-based, just the fear of going into the unknown and not knowing what's going to happen, even yeah. though you may have prepared, you know, to the best of your abilities. Yeah. Um, some things just kind of arise on that day and uh, something kind of takes over or at least distracts you. And is that something that now you more often look forward to, all this unknown when you go into a race and you just don't know what will happen you could also say well there's so much to discover and i don't know how it will turn out and there's so many scenarios that might happen but do you now manage rather to yeah i don't know to to be excited about all those different uh paths that a race could play out i i look forward to uh the opportunity especially if there's an unknown factor i mean uh, it's No, I definitely look forward to any opportunity, especially if it's got that element of mystery and unknown. Um, I definitely look forward to it more than um, being hesitant of it, especially if the preparation is uh, complete and you feel good going into it. Uh, there's no need to really focus on the negative. In fact, you know, um, in my early years, I would, I would think about the failures and everything that can go wrong. Now I'm focusing on everything that could go right. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a, uh, a funner experience, uh, more mature outlook compared to my early years, I mm -hmm. would say. And that just came naturally. No okay. <laughs> trial and error. <laughs> okay. You know, sleepless nights after running, a, you know, a subpar race, not feeling uh um not feeling 
satisfied or personal satisfaction not feeling that personal satisfaction mm -hmm. uh, that's the only way i personally can define whether i ran my best or not mm -hmm. <laughs> you know whether i'm personally satisfied with that if i'm not then there's things to gain things yeah. to learn from and then there's always another opportunity yeah that would have been my uh, and my next question if you uh what what is failure really to you like you just imagine a scenario where you would say okay that was a real failure is it just personal or do you like what is the fear that you're the fear scenario that you're fearing sort of yeah you know looking back i think uh what a what failure really was and still is now is so petty it's basically you take a shot you miss your target and that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's basically it yeah. um that doesn't mean you didn't try your best you know it could be elements of things that you've gathered through that moment and uh what i've gathered uh was is hard work pays off eventually um you need to fail before you can succeed and uh that's the only way this whole you know process works mm -hmm. and is there any other sort of fear or so like if i think about myself often when i um when i do intervals for example i never really have the case that i start out too fast and then i fade out in the end it's rather i start too slow and in the end i think well okay if i could have run this fast in the end i should have started uh faster but in the beginning i'm a little bit fearful let's say to to push myself that hard because i don't know if i can sustain it um, and I often like try to 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 ignore that fear sort of and just say and also during a long race or so you're just not sure if you will if you're gonna die in the end and you don't, you want to avoid that one um, so that's I think a different I don't know if it, if it, would you say it's the same kind of fear or for failure for your personal goals I I think that that definitely sounds like a good I mean. It sounds possible that that's how some somebody may feel. I think uh, once you align your mental, your physical, your emotionals to one task, to one target, uh, none of those thoughts really get amplified, mm -hmm. I think. Um, your training's on par and you've recovered and you're ready and you know you're ready and you're excited and everything is working towards one goal everything becomes very smooth and believe it or not the race the the long marathons you know go by so quick mm -hmm. because you're having fun and everything is moving in the same direction yeah but would you still say there are some advantages of fear is it sometimes also good to be fearful in running uh it's uh, i think running is a good vessel to um transcend fear you know if uh i'm talking from my own experience uh looking back at a at a kid who doesn't have good self-esteem or good confidence uh of course fear fear becomes uh a factor but it can also grow into something special into something beautiful uh 
that creates strength and power. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe the, the magic is in translating the fear into more yeah, into more positive emotions of even respect of the distance yeah. or um yeah, curiosity to the unknown or yeah, all sorts of so so maybe that already leads us to the strategies <laughs> to um if you, if runners experience a lot of fear or negative fear, how do they, they what are the strategies that you that you think might help to to overcome that to always continuously challenge yourself you know throughout your growth um if you've always had a fear of running a 10k under 30 minutes or 33 minutes you have to just challenge yourself and then really uh embrace what you've done And then on to the next, you know, a, a goal that you're chasing. Um, through that, I think, I think through that you can, you can use that as fuel to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And then if you have too much of it, <laughs> you really need to look at why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think to me, it's always very helpful to, to also. To not um, push the fearful thoughts or so away, but to really, um, to really imagine them in the fullest scenario possible. Like I, I, I would sit down before a race and try to come up with a, with ten worst worst case scenarios, and you really think the first time, okay, this was bad. Now how can it be even worse? And then if you, if you just sit on your sofa and play them out in your head, you realize, oh, actually, there are always ways out of those scenarios. So I think you can you can do a lot also in, in preparing for such moments and really being aware that I think the problem is not um, that you have fears, but it's uh, it's about running away with, uh, from them. So I think if you... If you know them intimately, and if you if you understand like what it is that fears you, then you can you can go beyond them, or yeah, it's easier to find some some ways to to go beyond them. I think what I find uh, interesting is I value personal satisfaction over any gold medal, any any PB mark, mm -hmm. any. Uh, you know, fear, you know, that you're holding on to. And so that's what kind of gets me through uh, those rough moments when you're full of doubt or you're full of anxiety or you're full of fear. Mm -hmm. uh, just doing your absolute very best is only worth, you know, gold to you. Yeah. And you, if you take it out to somebody else, it's worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's the driving force of what I do. Yeah. And also then reason. there's less to lose because if you, yeah, you, you always know if you gave your best and then if you, if you're satisfied with, with your performance on that day, um, yeah, then you already won a lot, even if in the end to others, you sort of failed because I don't know, maybe the last K you had to walk or <laughs> whatever happened, but yeah. If you know that that was the 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 most you could get out of yeah. your your yourself on that day, then um, yeah, then you're happy with it. Um, 
And what about personal experiences? Do you have any stories where where you where you could demonstrate how you applied like a certain strategy or where you learned something about yeah what what helps you in overcoming some fearful thoughts or emotions? I got too many stories. <laughs> I try to figure which one's the better one. <laughs> I think my favorite moment, my favorite moment would be uh, running uh, world cross country in 2017 in Kampala, Uganda, and um, you know, I, 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 that was the best moment. I think in the last few years for me, where I basically just let everything go and went out conservative. I just continuously climbed the ladder and just never settled, never really took a moment to sit on anybody's shoulder and just continuously just push myself and pour it all out. Uh, I found myself close to top 50 in the world with 800 meters to go and heat stroke started to settle in and my limbs stopped working, my arms stopped working. I went from running a good pace to completely jog walking and uh, coming down the home stretch. It was like I was on a highway with no tires and everybody was passing me so fast. Um, I had a moment where a teammate of mine's locked arms with me and told me I had to finish to score for the team. And, uh, you know, with only a few hundred meters to go, it took me forever, but I knew I gave absolutely everything. And I had one goal, one job to get to the finish line. And I don't remember hitting the finish line, but I saw a picture of two two medical staffs with their arms out ready to catch me right on the finish line and i just woke up unconsciously in and out mm -hmm. and i knew i absolutely did my best there was not one thing i could have redone or would have been satisfied redoing uh, because i gave absolutely everything on that day and even though i didn't run the fastest on our team, I felt I gave absolutely everything, which was the best uh, experience I've had in a while. Mm -hmm. And did that come from turning fear into something more positive, more powerful? Like, where's the fear part in that? Uh, you know, the, the fear is not, you don't eat breakfast with it, you, do, you don't go to sleep with it, it... You shouldn't. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't. You don't. You don't babysit it along the way before you go to a race. Uh, it's there. It sometimes motivates you. It sometimes you know distracts you. But I mean, uh, in that in that moment, it it became a fuel for me because um, I definitely wasn't thinking about you know aiming taking a shot and failing. <laughs> I was I was thinking about, you know, aiming high, giving it everything I got and forget about the consequences. Yeah. So it was there, but it wasn't, you know, amplified. It wasn't, you know, focused on. Yeah. I think a story from my side might be my 
my first marathon that I ran when I was 23 in, in Frankfurt. And there I, I had really liked the long runs before. And uh, in general, when I race, I really like, I don't know, feeling in control of my pace and still feeling fast. And um, yeah, there I, I started uh, <laughs> to, I think, to, to run in three hours. And after 16 kilometers, I was just that sort of maybe in the like now that I think about it maybe I also just had like a uh, you always have these faces and maybe I had a face of uh, tiredness or something was already hurting and I wasn't really like prepared for that because I thought it cannot be at kilometer 16 and from there on it just there was like a negative negative spiral in my in my head Mm. probably mostly but also in my body I got slower and slower and I, I don't know it was very long and very dreadful uh, race and after that um well I waited like three years to <laughs> run another marathon but also because I broke my arm and I had some injuries and I also wanted to run a fast half marathon first but I realized also afterwards that my goal was more to yeah to feel good during the race and to to be to be proud of my my performance on that day and this three hour thing that didn't really um it wasn't that important to me. More important was that I that I knew that I don't have to be that fearful for this marathon distance. So, well, then the next shot sort of went wrong because I drank too little and, yeah, different things. <laughs> then for the last one, for the third one, which was now in April, uh, I, I told my boyfriend who was pacing me um, that is really the most important that I just don't have this very dreadful experience again and I really wanted to start very conservatively um, because I thought once I overcome once I know that I can like uh, own this distance sort of in a in a positive way then I feel much more much more at ease with the distance and in the end I didn't check my watch at all and I just followed him and I felt great and I told him we should go for 310 because that I knew that I could do (laughs) and then in the end uh, at the finish line, I realized that it was three hours and two minutes. <laughs> so, and now, yeah, I think that helps me. This experience helped me a lot to lose sort of the fear for this long distance because I always uh, thought it's such a different experience l- running a long run in in training, and then this marathon thing is just something so different. But now I, I feel no, you just apply the same strategies and the same. Uh, things you don't have to like um, be crazy about it just because it's a because it's a marathon so I think that experience helped me a lot okay anything else you want to share or should we move to lessons learned I think we already shared many lessons learned but normally in my structure I always put something that you I don't know like a wrap-up of the either the podcast or something what do you think is like the most important point that you want to give to some mm-hmm. listeners if they are fearful in running or fearful of failure? And yeah, is there any main conclusion or so that that you think is important to to note? I think in this era of running that we're in, uh, we do a lot of comparisons. I think we have to be careful about um, comparing ourselves with others. Uh, I think it's beautiful to just focus only on yourself and your growth and and use that as a main motivation to reach your goals rather than comparing yourself constantly to others. I think 
we take joy away. They say, they say comparison is the thief of joy. And I totally believe that. If you, if you can compare a LeBron James and a Michael Jordan together, like you'll have this long argument and start, you know, disrespecting both of them by comparing them. You know, and that same, you can, you can apply that to running as well. You know, you don't want to take away something that you've been nurturing and taking and growing and training yourself. I feel like you can get to a point where you don't need to rely on others uh, to validate whether you worked hard or not, whether you have ran the best race possible on that day. Uh, I think if you're honest and and truthful to yourself, you can totally uh, reach that personal satisfaction that we've been talking about. Yeah, I think yeah. I share the exact same philosophy, uh, philosophy with you or that you just described. But I wonder if some people are not really intrinsically more motivated by this comparison thing and that the... Um, I think the way you just described it is much more sustainable and healthy and makes you a happier runner. But from talking to others, I sometimes wonder whether their true basic motivation is not really winning and racing just against others and not so much. What I want to say is, I don't know if this philosophy of racing just against yourself and comparing, always trying to improve yourself, is really the, the true or the best motivation for everyone. Like, I think if to, to me, it it, it it does make sense. And for you, it also sounds very reasonable. But I think it, it might also be that others really need this comparison or that they even take more out of yeah, being first. And I also think the problem with this competitive uh, comparing yourself to others is very limited because once you... Once you reach the top, then you're. Then what do you have to do? Like it's, I think you said that once that it is a fear of you that once you um, reach that point, then there's nothing to to improve anymore. And if that is what what drives you to always improve yourself, and you once you reach the end, that's very unsatisfying. So I think it's very it's much more sustainable to compare yourself. To yourself because then you can always grow because you can always improve yourself that's like a process with no end to it i think there's a there's a reason why out of seven billion the athlete percentage is so small it's in everybody but it's not for everybody there's a lot of people who are athletes and there's a lot of people who want to be athletes and there's some who are just in between mm -hmm. so you're talking we are talking to a small audience of people who <laughs> Who can possibly understand what we're talking about? But do you do you know any athlete who you where you would say his or her true motivation is is driven by racing just against others, and the entire satisfaction just comes from racing against others? It would be interesting to interview someone with a with a very yeah strong mindset, and that, but someone who takes the same joy and satisfaction out of this process. I think sports teaches you a lot of lessons. You may have that initially when you don't know any better. You know, it's all about beating the, the guy next to you. It's all about getting the gold. It's all about going to the Olympics. It's all about accolades and, and those things. But the more you grow, the more you mature. <laughs> you realize that it's not all about that at all. In fact, um, 
we have all this uh, social media power that we can almost fool everybody, but the last person you're going to fool is yourself, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, so it, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think that's a very good closing. Let's leave it at that. You just mentioned social media. My <laughs> next uh, block in my structure is always um, links to where people can follow you on either social media or maybe you have a Whoop account or so that you want to share. Or is there any, um, I know you're not really active on social media, but is there any way that, I don't know, people that are interested in what you're doing can stay up to date? Unfortunately not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't have a social media handle. Okay. or any outlets okay. that I constantly update. Then the last point is an outlook to the next episode, which I don't have planned yet. <laughs> um, I just asked uh, Lorna Kiplagat, who founded this uh, the center, if she would be interested, but she didn't reply yet. But she's around sometimes, so maybe if I run into her, I'll, I'll ask her again. But other than that, yeah. Uh, thank you, Sami, for this very interesting episode. Bye from both our sides, I would say. Thank you for having me. <laughs>